Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly Eton, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.myspace.com. Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. Share the love by living it and giving it. All right. And we're going to pray as we set apart the fourth Sunday of each month in 2014 as Share the Love Sunday. Uh-huh. And we're going to pray for our newly revised 10 Most Wanted list. All right. We're going to pray that God will use this church to Share the gospel with 500 people All right. this year. At least 500. All right. You want to do more, do more. Amen. We're going to pray that God would add 50 new disciples All right. to our church here Amen. in Bethlehem Baptist Church. Yes, Lord. I said 50 new disciples, not 50 new members. All right. Amen. Yes, sir. And we're going to pray that God would use us, yes. baptize 75 believers mm-hmm. within the next calendar year. All right. That's what we're going to pray to that end. Amen? Amen. Right. So remember to revise your list. Revise your list. If someone's uh, on your list that yeah, has not been no. saved, no. Yeah. you're going to continue to intercede on their behalf. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> and, and this is what God has enabled us to do in 2013 to get it right. Keep the main thing the main thing. Amen? Amen. Amen. 
continue to have a vision to build as well. Show this sanctuary and believe by faith that this sanctuary is already there. Mm, all right. Amen. Yeah. I'm already preaching. I'm imagining myself right here mm. preaching. Right. Amen. Ushers, you imagine yourself on the door. Wow. Yes, Amen. Sir. Choir, yeah. imagine yourself back here all singing right. nine songs. Yeah. Amen. You're going to have your own little choir room. I don't know what y'all going to do in that room. <laughs> Gonna practice yeah, right. in there, or you're gonna practice out here. Yeah. It don't matter, but that's gonna be your little room, amen. Yeah, all right. And we're gonna worship God into the next millennium, if God yes. says the same, amen. amen. Yeah, all right. We're gonna leave an inheritance to our children's children's oh. children, all right. amen. Praise God, amen. amen. This morning, we continue in this month, last month, that we're gonna share getting right to motivation or encouragement. We've been standing on Psalm 71, 20, B through 21. You will restore my life again from the depths of the earth. You will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once more. We've been standing on this word all throughout the month for encouragement from God. Even as we reminded Jeremiah 29, 11, where God says that he knows the plans that he has for us. I encourage you to stand on Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Yes, Lord. You acknowledge Him in all thy ways. All my We're going to look at Psalm 27, 10 this morning where God text talks about, even though my father and mother may forsake me, that you will be there. Amen. We're going to share a message today from Psalm 27, 10. Um, Forsaken. Unforsaken. Unforsaken. Will you please stand in reverence to the word of God? Yes, sir. Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Yes, sir. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor. Or neighbor. Or neighbor. Stand on this word. Stand on this word. Let's read this together on three. Psalms 27, verses 9 and 10 on three. One, two, three. Do not hide your face from me. Do not, Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Amen. You may be seated. The household of the Lord has again began the message entitled Unforsaken. Unforsaken. And in this text, we're going to look at the face by providence or by God, forsaken by for generator, for father and mother, and forever my co-creator, which is God. We want Christians to know today that Christians should never feel forsaken by God. Christians should never feel forsaken by God. As we enter into this time of Thanksgiving, which really has become the time of Christmas holidays, because after Thanksgiving meal, there was, I think they call it Black Friday, where folks began to shop. I don't even know whether they're really shopping for Christmas, but they're getting some good deals <laughs> on after Thanksgiving. And it's a time that if you come from a, a 
good family. It's a, a very good time of Thanksgiving and a, a very good time of family. Uh, but statistics tells us that it is also uh, a time where there is the most suicide goes on in our culture where people who, who didn't come from good families or may not have had a mother or a father and for the first time back in the 80s, the late 80s, early 90s because of the crack epidemic, they said it was the first time in our culture and our society where mothers forsook their children. And we know that in our culture and our society today that 70% of our households there's not even a man in it. So we live in a culture where it's not uncommon for a child to be forsaken by their dad or even forsaken by their mother. Yeah. Many times, uh, most of us come from a good background. We don't realize how much brokenness is around us. Especially during the holiday season. You may be listening and people look at you on the outside and it looks like that you came from the Adams, I mean from the Cosby family. People think you're a little Theo or Vanessa, but truth be known, you came more from the Adams family. Mm-hmm. Well, Your family's had issues. And as a result, you may have issues. And Many times we portray, and why they say that a father is so important is that the child gets their image of God from their father. Amen. So if a child doesn't have a father in their lives, then it's hard for them to understand the concept of God. Yeah. Because if the father or the dad was not there, then he has or she has no image of who God is. That can be detrimental to our culture and our society. Henceforth, you have a lot of people, especially during this time, who feel forsaken. Yeah. And not only that, but during this time, you can feel forsaken not because daddy or mama forsook you, forsook you. That's the way I can put it, but. Maybe it's because mom and daddy have been called on to the Lord. And during this time, this holiday season, you'll you'll be looking for mama. And you'll be looking for daddy. And you have to realize that they're not there. Or you may be looking for that child that you lost. And, And they're not there. And it's not that they've forsaken you, but it's just... They've gone on to be with the Lord. Another way, you know, you can feel the same with the parents is that maybe you can't get to where they are. Mm-hmm. Well. Serve in the, in the Army, the Air Force, Marines. Right. And right. You're halfway around the world during this time, and, and you feel forsaken during this time, though you know that you're doing your duty. Mm-hmm. Hello, sometimes. Or you just separate. But God sent me here today to to encourage your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to to let you know that if you fall in any of those categories, God has not forsaken you. 
Hello, sir. Let me say that again. If you fall in any of those categories, when I was growing up, one of my neighbors used to always sing the words to the song, Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. You know, I didn't think about why he sung that. I couldn't help but think. Maybe he felt his mother was there, but maybe he just felt like a motherless child. Well, maybe you fall in all of those categories. God has sent me here today to let you know that He has not forgotten you and that you are not forsaken. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, your neighbor, I don't care what your background is. God has not forsaken. Hello, somebody. Oh, your, your daddy may be crazy. Hello, but God has not forsaken you. Your mama may have lost her mind, but God has not forsaken you. You may be looking forward to mom and daddy doing these holidays but God has said, I have not forsaken you. Amen. Hello somebody. And that's the good news of this text. The good news of this text. Uh, and let's get into the text. But before so, let, let's look at this video. Uh, uh, a young man talking about uh, possibly feeling forsaken. There have been times in my life when I felt abandoned by God, when I couldn't feel God's presence in my life. Perhaps you know what I'm talking about. Perhaps some of you have felt the same. There have been times when we feel as though God isn't listening, when we prayed and prayed, but we feel as though our prayers are going unanswered, even though we know God hears our prayers. God hears everything. Considering that sometimes increases a sense of being rejected. A seeming lack of response by God can be so confusing, especially because we know we ask, we shall receive. If we seek, we shall find. If we knock, the door we got by God was a gift. To see the weight of my own private universe in proportion to the weightiness, the meaningfulness of the sins of the world nailed to the cross of Christ. The Son of God cried out that same question, not for his sake, but for mine and for yours and for everyone who's ever felt alone and abandoned and rejected, perhaps by the world, by a spouse, by a friend, perhaps feeling that way by God, inspiring us to cry out, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you gone so far away from me? Why aren't you answering me? With each passing day's ostensibly unanswered prayer, feeling like a great weight, God increases our strength. Because Christ crucified, abandoned by friends, crying out a question of abandonment to our Father in Heaven. That is all power and all wisdom. And God shares that power and wisdom with us, with you, with me, by the simple word of a good friend who encourages us to keep going and assures us that everything will be all right. So let me be that friend to you right now. Let me assure you, if you've been praying for something, if you've been asking God to grant a special prayer, if you've been begging God to make something happen in your life, I encourage all of you right now, keep praying. Don't stop. I assure you, God hears you and he will answer you. Amen. Amen. And I want to be that same kind of voice today to remind you that God has not forsaken text start out as we talk about the face of providence. It says in verse 9, do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant around in anger. 
you have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me. God my Savior. Amen. The text begs God to, 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 to do not hide your face from me. I don't know, I don't know about you, but uh, there are some times in my life where I messed up so bad that that mama didn't even want to look at me. Hello, somebody. But would, would turn her face or turn her back uh, on me cause, because I messed up so bad. And the psalmist in this uh, text today is, is begging God to, to, to not turn your face from me. Some of you maybe last week or last month or are railing over the fact that you have, that, that you may have blown it, that you may have messed up, that uh, that that you have done what God told you to do, and you you haven't said what God uh, told you to say, and uh, and you're concerned about the face uh, of God. You're you're concerned that God would turn uh, His back on you. You're concerned really that God would uh, forsake you. I want to let you know today that it is utterly impossible for God to forsake you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hello, somebody. Uh, let me say that again. It is utterly impossible for God to forsake you. It's utterly impossible for God to turn his face from you. Now, God may not like uh, oh, the sin that's going on in your life. Uh, and if you find yourself uh, caught up in a sinful situation, uh, I want to let you know that, that God did not turn uh, his face uh, oh, towards you, but you turned your face uh, towards God. Uh, hello, somebody. Many times uh, when people enter times of depression and times of sadness and they began to wonder where is God in all of this and many times you're wondering where is God but yet God is on the throne and he's really wondering where you are hello somebody that's what happened when folk get mad at the folk at the church and they stop coming to church because they're mad at the deacon or stop coming to church because they're mad at the preacher or stop coming to church because they're mad at somebody at church and they no longer fellowship with the saints and they find themselves lost they find themselves disconnected they find themselves discombobulated they find themselves stuck in a, in a miry quagmire oh well they're down and feeling blue and feeling alone and lonely oh but God says as you're down in your quagmire God is saying Hey, I have not forsaken you. You have forsaken me. As a matter of fact, you have forsaken the assembly of believers together. You see, I got that place up there. Oh, not only for my praise and worship, but I got it up there for you. I got it up there so that when you walk through the doors or on a stormy Sunday morning when there's ice all on the ground and it feels cold and you're feeling cold and lonely and alone, oh, I have this place up there that reminds you that you are not forsaken. You are not alone. And God cares for you. Oh, and as you go into this holiday season and the devil want to play tricks on your mind because maybe your family's not right or maybe your marriage's not right and maybe your mind is not right as you reap all oh, the, the destruction of the season. Oh, I want to remind you and let 
let you know that God has not forsaken you. God has not turned his face from you. And if you are and feel forsaken, you better do a, uh, make a reality check and figure out where you are. Hello, somebody, because if you're out there in the world, ain't nobody going to tell you about the good news of Jesus. If you're out there in the world all alone, oh, all the TV preachers are going to let you know is that you're supposed to be blessed and send me your money. Hello, somebody. And you've done that. And your situation hasn't changed. Oh, God has not forsaken you. You have forsaken God. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, God cares for you too much to forsake you. Hello, somebody. And that's why I like the lesson in Sunday school. You got you to gotta stop and think, and then when you think, you, you can't help but thank it. Hello, somebody. Holy old folk used to put it this way. You just need to count your blessings. Hello, somebody, one by one. I used to think that them old folk was kind of crazy when they talk about counting their blessings. But the more I grow in the Lord, the more I see the advantage of counting my blessings. Because when I get a little down, when I get a little depressed, when I get a little lonely, all I got to do is start to count. And when I count, I notice that I have all of this over here. Hello, somebody. All of this over here. And that which I'm concerned about is way down here. Hello, somebody. And I realized that God has not forsaken me. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Oh, I've counted it up and I've seen it. And now I look into God's words and I believe what the psalmist says. I beg God not to turn his face against me. Hello, somebody. Psalms 22, 24 says, for he has not what despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden what his face from him, but has what? Has listened to his cry for help. Hello, somebody, somebody. Oh, you thought that God had turned his face. Oh, you thought that you didn't have the blessings of God on your life. You thought that God was not listening to you. God was not hearing you because you were going through a, a time of suffering, a time of despisement. Oh, but God says that he has not hidden his face from him what, but has what listened to his cry for help. Oh, somebody ought to give God a hand clap of praise right now because he's heard my for help. Give him another hand clap of praise. Oh, and God is saying, hold on. Help is on the way. Hello, somebody. God has not forsaken you. God has not turned his face against you. All you've got to do is to wait on him. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. You better wait on the Lord this holiday season. Don't let the devil get you down. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Because sometimes you'll think that he turned his face, but God doesn't turn his face. Oh, 
uh, against you, but uh, here's another video that kind of shares that concern about feeling forsaken. here in the text and the forgotten by progenerator. I love this text. Though my father and my mother forsake me. Hello somebody. The Lord will receive me. Hello somebody. Says though my father who's supposed to be a an intimate personal relationship with me supposed to have uh, that relationship with me supposed to be the very image of God's love uh, in my life uh, who's supposed to show me who God is uh, oh even though my father forsake me hello somebody oh the Lord will receive me oh but if uh, somehow my mother get addicted to crack and she don't realize oh that I'm her baby boy anymore hello somebody somebody has been there oh doing that crack epidemic as a matter of fact my family was hit by it because most of you don't know this but I have a nephew who's named after me he has my name there's another Michael Eton walking around and you want to know why he has my name he has my name because I have another nephew his name is Clayton Eton and Clayton Eton I don't even know whether he knows this or not but when he was born he was born addicted to crack if you saw him today you'd have to praise oh the Lord because you never be able to see or know that he was. Oh, but one thing that they had to do is they had to take custody from 
sister who was then addicted to crack and praise the Lord she's been delivered she's been set free she's uh, taking care of my mother right now so but we glorify God for that but back then hello somebody that had to take custody of her baby boy and the only way they would let that child stay in our family was that my mother had to greet a greet to take care of him but not my mother alone because my mother worked at night and they were concerned about who would take care of the child during the day because my sister had abandoned him because of her addiction and they wondered who would do that so they came to me a little 18 year old boy and said that you are going to have to take care of this baby boy if he's going to stay in your family oh to make a long story short oh I was entrusted at the age of 18 years old with a little boy that could barely fit in the palm of my hands and I had to agree to take care of him because his mother had forsaken him but I'm so glad that his God had not forsaken him because his God had moved in a Holy Spirit filled grandmother his God had moved and a young boy that didn't know who he was then but knew the right thing to do was to take care of that baby boy though his father and mother forsake him guess what God was right there taking up the space give God a hand have a praise up in here up in here somebody's in here oh yes your father Benny yes your mother don't even know you but that's all right God oh is a mother to the motherless and a father to the fatherless God will receive you don't think just because you came from the Adams family that God don't want to have nothing to do with you don't think just because you don't know your daddy and you don't know your mama don't think that God don't want to have nothing to do with you God loves you hello somebody and you can take that chip off your shoulder and you're walking around thinking don't nobody know how it feels not to have a mother or a daddy yeah there are a whole bunch of folk that know what it feels like oh somebody like me I didn't know my daddy until I was 17 years old and he died and when I was 19 hello somebody oh but God received me hello somebody I shouldn't be the man that I am today oh I should have never married because my daddy never married I should have I should be going to prostitutes like my daddy did but God received me I should have never got married oh but God received me and he changed my destiny God received me and he's here to receive you too if you don't have your mother and your daddy oh for good or bad reasons hello God says this holiday season Jones family that I'm going to receive you hello somebody cause your mom is right here she's in a good place she's praising me right now she's glorifying me right now don't you be concerned about her oh I'm going to receive you in a special way this holiday season hello somebody give God a hand have a praise up in here up in here up in here my God will not forsake you. Hello, somebody. I know there's some mothers who've lost their mothers. 
And there's some others concerned about losing their mother. All right. Hello, somebody. But God says, I'll never forsake you. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. I'll never forsake you, God says. God says. I like it. Isaiah 49, 15 says. Pose this preposterous question. Can a mother forget a baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. Hello, somebody. Yeah, thank you. Hello, somebody. Somebody ought to give God a hand clap of praise up in here. Up in here. Even if I ask this preposterous, uh, preposterous question. Hello, somebody. Even if a mother right there, or maybe right there by her side. Hello, somebody. Being nourished. Oh, even if, she, if it's possible for her to forsake God says, I will not what? Forget you. I will not forget you. It is satanic in nature to think that God has forgotten you. It is satanic in nature. I say it's satanic in nature because that's that's the first thing he needs to get you to think right. before he yeah. can uh, unleash his destruction. You know, his job is to kill, steal, and destroy. Right. And the first thing he wants you to think is that you are forgotten by God. Right. Hello, somebody. <laughs> no, you are never forgotten by God. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Thank you, Lord. I always liked, I don't know who I first heard this from, but, but he said, the teacher is always quiet during the test. Hello, somebody. And that doesn't mean that the teacher has forsaken you. The, the teacher's right there. Hello, somebody. Right there watching over you. Hello, somebody. Ain't saying a word. Hello, somebody. Because the teacher has taught you something. And she wants to prove that you learned. God has taught you something. Yeah. Hello, somebody. And in this quiet, it may get quiet in your life. But, 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 but he's trying to see if you learn what he taught you. Hello, somebody. And God is trying to teach somebody here just in case it gets a little quiet during the holiday season season and you may not get to spend time with your family, with your friends, and you may feel lonely and alone if it gets a little quiet. Guess what? God is testing, but he's never forsaken. Hello, somebody. Somebody ought to give God a hand clap of praise. You are unforsaken. You are unforsaken. Though my father and my mother forsakes me. The Lord will receive me. Hello, somebody. We look at this last video. Head on the Bible says in Psalm 7, verse 10, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Motherless. Fathers and mothers are the closest people to us. Apart from your wife, apart from your husband. But your parents are those who will have lived with you, raised you up, swept over you, sweated for you. They will have done so much for you. They will be, in a sense, the closest people to you. And yet, there is a possibility that they may forsake you. Psalm 37 says, when my father and my mother forsake me. 
when the dearest people forsake me. The Bible says, then the Lord will take me up. There is someone who will love you deeper, stronger, longer than your earthly parents will. And that is your God. Yes, the man. When your closest, dearest people forsake you, God will still love you. Mm. Yes. Thank God for parents Thank today. You. But no one compares to God. No one. He's faithful. He loves me because of who He is and He is unchangeable. Yes. My friends, this is the great news. That there's someone who loves you even when the world forsakes you and that is God. Mm. How do you know He loves you? He has given you His Son on the cross. That's yes. right. And whosoever believes in Him can be assured of the strong and unchanging love of God. Are you struggling with an identity in life? Are you wondering if there is anyone who will love you at all? The Bible says God loves you because He has given you His Son. Turn from your sin, believe in Jesus, and then live your life in response to this great love of God. God bless. Amen. Praise the Lord. Forever my procreator. Though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. I don't know about you, but where I come from, you just don't show up to people's house without calling. And when you're from a place like that, and you've been taught that your whole life, it's hard to know that God is, is probably more like Paul's Valley than he is Dallas, Texas. You say, wait a minute, how is God more about, like Paul's Valley than Dallas, Texas? You see, it seems like that people in Paul's Valley, some anyway, don't mind if you just pop over. Hello, somebody. You just pop over, just show up. They ain't gonna look at you crazy. They gonna say, "Come on in." All right. Hey, you're welcome. Come on in. <laughs> but in Dallas, you better make sure you call. Hello, somebody. In Dallas, they gonna look at you crazy if you show. Even if you're as a preacher, they say, "Well, preacher, you should have called first. <laughs> Hello, somebody. I'm so glad that my God is like some folk here in Paul Valley. Oh, he don't. He don't mind you just showing up. Hello, somebody. Oh, and guess what he's gonna do when 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 you show up. Guess what? He's going to receive you. Hello, somebody. He's going to have you. Come on in. Oh, as a matter of fact, we learned, I believe, last Wednesday night that God, or last Sunday, oh, God is knocking at the door of who? Of who? He's knocking at the door. Of who? Somebody said it. Must have been a Sunday school teacher. <laughs> he, he's, when he says he's knocking at the door in that book of Revelation, chapter, I believe, 3, he, he, he's knocking on the door of the church heart. Hello, somebody. Oh, and he wants to be let in. Hello, somebody. Of even those who already know him. Ooh, let me say it again. God, God wants to be. Because he wants to be received. Hello, somebody. And that's what God is saying to some of you this holiday season. Oh, you may not have mama to call no more. But God says, I'm here and I want you to receive me. The same way you used to talk.
and call her up. Yeah. Talk to me and call me up. The same way you should talk to daddy and call him up. He says, call me up and talk to me. Oh, as a matter of fact, oh, I have some love letters I want you to read. Oh, maybe the first meal you need to have on Thanksgiving is not the turkey. Hello, somebody. Maybe it's not the turducken or whatever you're going to eat. Maybe it's, it's this word, this book. Maybe you need to spend some time with him. Because he says, I'm waiting to receive you. Why are you feeling alone and alone? Well, get into the book. Open up the book. Get into prayer. I'm waiting on you. Oh, because I have not forsaken you. Hello, somebody. I love you. We have a relationship. You know, anybody that you have a relationship with, you'll call them anytime. A real relationship. You'll call them late at night. Oh, I got some buddies. That they call me after 10. They know most of the time I'm sleeping after 10. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Right. Oh, but they know me. They'll call me anytime. Hello, somebody. Oh, and God says, Oh, call on me this holiday season. Oh, be thankful unto me. Hello, yeah. so. And bless my holy name. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Oh, and you started out well this morning, Bethlehem. Be thankful, oh, unto the Lord. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Hello somebody. Oh you're not alone. God has not forsaken you. I dare you to count it up. Hello somebody. Count your blessings one by one. And then you'll be able to look back and see what the Lord has done. Hello somebody. God has not forsaken you. Thank you. Hey I'm going to receive you. Right. When, when your best partner has forsaken you. All right. Hello, I'm going to receive you when your best friend, when your mama and your daddy, even your children, your children don't want to come visit you on Thanksgiving during the holidays. Don't they kind of get on your nerve? <laughs> but God says, hey, I'm not like your children. I'll be received. I'll receive you at any time. Yeah. Hello, somebody. You are not Forsaken for the Lord, it says, will receive me. Amen. I like this, then we can go home. Slush through that snow. <laughs> he said, Preacher, but you done took so long, you done turned in ice. <laughs> I thought it was going to be an abbreviated service this morning. <laughs> Remember these things, Jacob, for you, Israel. Oh, my servant. I have made you, and you are my servant, Israel. And what? I will not forget you. Forget you. Hello, somebody. God says, I, I, I will not forget you. This holiday season, I'm not going to forget you. I know what you've gone through in the year of 2013. I know who you lost, and I know who you love, and who doesn't love you back. But I will not, I will not forget you. Say to your neighbor, 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 poor neighbor, God won't forget you. God will not forget you. All eyes closed, heads are bowed, deacons, will you come? All right. Amen. I'm so glad that Jesus Christ, in the middle of his suffering and sorrow, did not forget me. Because as he was praying and struggling in that garden of Gethsemane, 
Blood, like sweat, came down his brow. He could have said, forget about them. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go through all this pain so that they can be saved. Mm -hmm. But Jesus did not forget us. And he prayed this immortal prayer. Lord, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And when he prayed that prayer, he came out of that garden of Gethsemane. They convict him of crimes that he didn't commit. They said, crucify him. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they crucified him. They mocked him. They scorned him. They beat him and whooped him and put a crown of thorns on his head. Put a cross on his back and led him through the streets of Jerusalem. And I'm so glad, oh, that God, Jesus himself, did not forget about me. He, he, he took that cross up to that hill called Golgotha. They nailed him to the cross. And he could have said from that cross, forget about them. Yeah. Well, oh, but he didn't say, oh, forget about them. He, he remembered why he was on that cross. I'm so glad that my awesome and powerful God oh, would give up the ghost because they couldn't take that ghost away from him because he had not forgotten about me. I'm so glad oh, that when he gave up the ghost and they took his body down from the cross and they led him in a fire tomb, I'm so glad that he had not forgotten about me. I'm so glad that he did not forsaken me. I'm so glad that he said that a first day, remembering me. I'm so glad that he said that a second day, remembering me. I'm so glad that on the third day that he remembered why he died. On the third day, he had not forgotten about me. And on the third day, the Bible says that he got up with all power in his hands on the third day. And because he got up, guess what? You can get up today from your sins if you're able to believe that Jesus Christ is God's only son and that he died for your sins was buried oh, and raised again on the third day. And if you don't know him and can believe that, then today you can be saved in Jesus' name. God had not forgotten about you. This is why he died. Nobody else in this world may not love you. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And God sent his one and only Son for you. He, God has not forsaken has not forgotten about you. Is there one today? All eyes closed, heads about saints are praying. Is there one today that wants to give their life to Jesus Christ? Somebody just needs to say, neighbor, just let me sit by the seat. I need to give my life to Jesus Christ. Is there one today? Is there another one here today that maybe you need to be baptized? You've accepted but you've never been baptized first step of obedience maybe that's one here today you've been saved, you've been baptized but you don't have a church home Bethlehem is a wonderful place to be a member we want you to come really to be a disciple 
It's a good place to be a disciple. We want you to come. Is there one today? Maybe you need prayer. You said, Preach, I heard what you said, but I know what I feel. And I need you to pray for me to, that, that I'll be able to feel God. That I'd be able to see God. That I'd be able to touch God. That I, I may be able to all taste and see that the Lord is good in my life. Is there one today? Is there one? You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. 
Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Weeton, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build a reality because you've taken time to give. 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.